You say, well, he lost. It's not about winning or losing. It's about a commitment to you. And that's the last one I want to say. That's what's wrong with a lot of you. You do not, you got a job because you want somebody else to be more committed to you than you want to be to yourself. And you got to get to the point where there's no other human that wants your success for you. You got to get to a point where no other human wants it for you more than you want it for you. This episode is brought to you by our partner in crime, Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green Juice, can supercharge your life, restore that glow, and help you feel decades younger in just 30 seconds per day without having to worry about shopping for ingredients, mixing and blending them, and then cleaning up afterwards. All ingredients are USDA organic, vegan-friendly, and made without GMO ingredients, gluten, or soy. Where else can you get superfoods like chlorella, moringa, spirulina, wheatgrass, ashwagandha, and turmeric, just to name a few. So make sure you guys check it out at www.organifi.com forward slash success. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash success. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ. Joined, as always, by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's going on, yo? What's happening, brother? We got Dr. King. In the building, what's up, Dr. King? Hey, Dr. Yo, we showing off up, the bro? guns. I'm telling you, I'm hey, coming Ma, for you. I'm coming. I need, I need to see your name, Ma. I need to see I'm your coming. name on the Secret to Success, boy. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, e, that's e, on Carl. E. It's, it's time now. E, you know what? Hey, hey, this is real talk. This is real talk. Because now my parents ain't never seen the podcast. They watch it right now. Okay. They've been watching okay. the podcast for the last few episodes, and okay. I'm sure they want to see their son's name. I got you. Hey, hey, I will say this all the way at the far end. But just let them see that baby boy name on the on the podcast. Hey, let me say this. I'm trying to I'm trying to get you in, Ma. Right. They already asking, what's my title, see? What's my title? Hey, listen. All I know is when Carl start being a regular on the podcast, his name got on there, and me and E didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey. hey in, in my defense, Maul, I gotta defend myself. I have nothing to do with the graphic. Marshall created the graphic and put me on there. Hey, I just said so, he, he didn't do it. So, so <laughs> I will have a conversation with Marshall as okay, soon as Marshall, we get man. off. Maul. Marshall, well, I just first said, off, I just want to just, I just want to just give a thank you to the hip hop preacher for at least recognizing <laughs> hey, that your name still ain't on there. You, hey, you are uh, the lead consultant. Know. The lead consult, Chicago's lead <laughs> consultant to Secret to Success podcast. That's your saying, title. I'm holding the Midwest, man. I, hey, I appreciate that. We got another special guest in the building. He hails from Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, but his bloodlines flow through the murder mitten. Mr. Carlos Quinney III is in the building. Hey! Oh, what up, Trey? You ready? Yeah. Go for it. Why did they Wait, stop? You, gonna, you gotta say your intro. Welcome. Hey guys, welcome to Trey's Comedy Corner. What up, what up, yeah, Trey? What's up, Trey? Go for it. Okay. 
So, uh, why did they stop? Why did they stop getting tests at the zoo? Why did they stop getting tests at the zoo? Because they had too many cheetahs. Oh, <laughs> too many cheetahs. <laughs> too many cheetahs. So they had to all stop the whole testing. They had me and CJ there. They had to stop. They had C and me there. They had right, to stop. Right. <laughs> too many cheetahs. Uh, too many cheetahs. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um, can uh, I'd like to enter something into evidence. Uh, as, as you guys maybe can guess, usually before we get on the podcast, we usually got some banter. And uh, every, hey, so this, again, you know we've been working out in the quarantine. We talking about, hey, nobody getting fat in the quarantine. I'm catching Ma. I don't want to do it to you, Ma, but you know what I'm saying? Hey. I feel like, hey, I feel hey, like I'm kind of. I'm going to put my guns away, dog. It's <laughs> I feel like I'm coming. I feel like I'm coming for you. Uh, but one of the things that I like to do, uh, probably once every two, three weeks is send E a photo. Mm. All right. A question. And you know, hey, you see how good he looking right now? And, oh, yeah. But, oh, but yeah. I want him to stay on that grind. And I, I, I always want to yeah. remind him that there was a day when, yeah. you know, he wasn't looking that sweet. And just, you know, <laughs> the just, secret to success. Yeah, yeah, well, the secret to success well, video. No, no, just a little different no, than that one. <laughs> hey, this is, this is post uh, hip hop preacher. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and so, I, but, but here's the thing though. So I said it, and they, I told he told Maul, he said, it's not what it looks like. So apparently... <laughs> oh, oh, if you're using that yeah. one, it's definitely not what it looks okay, like. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. So again, I don't know like what's, if it's telling the truth, if it's accurate, if it's not. But all I know is I got the photo, and I send it to him. So I'm going to just enter it into evidence. We'll let the okay. people be the judge. Carl, go for it. Let's see. Okay, let's see. Mm. I, I don't know... Oh, is that me? Oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm looking at the one to the hey, left. The shirt says it all. I should be looking at the one to the right. Hold on. The shirt. I'm looking at the wrong one. Hey, the shirt says one pack. One pack. But oh, I, man. Hey, but, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Whatever your hands find to do, do it all your might. Oh, let's go, E. Hey, listen. But I, hey, I know what oh. the one pack was. But I don't know what the one goal was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no doubt. Hey, so, E, explain. Hold on. First of all, I just want to point out that those mic cords, <laughs> they had to use two. The angle. I know. <laughs> two of them jokers. Hey. hey, E, it ain't what it looked like. It ain't what it looked like. Oh, it's it's never camera. what it looked like. Hey, can I say this, Maul? The camera always adds. <laughs> 72 pounds. <laughs> At least. At least 72, 72 pounds. 72 in the gut area. <laughs> in the gut area. Hey. So here's what okay, happened. Yeah, Let me just tell you the truth, though. Here's the truth. Let me tell you the truth. So we can get serious on this podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. Let me right. just tell you the truth. So what uh, had happened was... No, leave it up, I, girl. I, I get no, it. Not, I need to Hey, I'm going to be real, Ma. This was the days where I still wasn't like... Number one, so <laughs> clearly, so they, so so they, I, I couldn't wear my own gear. Okay, they, you know what I'm saying? They made me wear their gear. Oh. Okay, so they asked me what size shirt I wear. <laughs> I wear a large. You know what I'm saying? If it, hey, hey, mom, I wear a large if it's a normal shirt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But they brought me a large dry fit. I'm talking about oh, dry not fit. fit. Not the dry fit. Not, not dry the fit. fit. Uh, oh, dry fit, Ma. <laughs> I put that joke on Ma. 
Oh, uh, I couldn't even tell it was that tight until I started speaking. Now look, CJ, now hold up. Now CJ better take, he better say, he better, say, yeah. Because what? if he let me go out there like I, that I ball, there. what does that say? I wasn't there. <laughs> you sure? I promise you, I've never no, been to NC State. We got the footage after. Hey, but I just want to know. myself. Okay. You blaming the equipment <laughs> manager. You should have told <laughs> him you needed a medium in the arms. <laughs> and, and a <laughs> Hey, hey, see, I just want I just want us to draw attention to you said like the mic cords. The mic cords uh, follow a trajectory bam. and then they kind of divert. <laughs> they hey, start at the top together. Hey, but let me tell you something. That sucker got millions of views because I promise. No, no, no. Oh, no, here's chunky the, here's the problem, no more. Uh, why is that one? Why is that one got like more hits than any of the other ones, Ma? That one right there. But you know what? I tell people the reason why is because. I use all my energy to speak. Mm. Now I got to use half of it to exercise, <laughs> exactly. half of it to eat exactly. right, and I don't got no, hey, I don't got no energy to how talk. Long, how many years ago was that, E? Mm. I don't know, uh, about four, five? Yo, the crazy four. part is, I'm looking at the pitch and I'm looking at you now, you look like 10 years younger right now. Younger now, yeah, facts. Straight facts. up. Your gut, huh? I don't you know, know about what four, it is, five you just ago. look way younger. I, wow. I just thought it was crazy that the shirts say one pack. <laughs> Bro, uh, one pack, uh, one pack, one goal, one goal. I got one pack um, and I got one goal to eat. Hey, that's it. That's it. I know they. Hey, that, li- hey, that life on the road is rough. Bro. Oh, bro, it's, oh, it's rough, bro. Hey, that, oh, it's rough oh no, 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 no. And don't play. You know, being in college, not only is it rough, but the way they get to eat. Yeah, so eat when real. I was doing college. Football, yeah. ba- basketball, bro. I'm saying it's all you can eat, bro. buffet. All I you was, can eat. I was killing it. Uh, yeah. All you could eat. I'm hungry. The fat boys are back. Yeah. Uh, I was one of the fat boys. Oh, um, oh, oh. man. Uh, uh, thank you for letting us start. Hey, just a little something to keep you honest. You know what I'm saying? Hey, just tell them it's Photoshopped. Just run it back and say it's Photoshopped. I wish. I promise you I wish it was. You, uh, Shout out to my homie Tullick. Shout out to Steve, uh, Steven Tullick, my boy, yeah. for the uh, for, for you know getting the hookup. What's your, what's our um, what's coach name again? Coach Dorn. Yeah, Coach Dorn. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. He was with what? Yeah, we were with uh, North, Illinois, Northern, Northern Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. And then yep. he brought us over to uh, the Wolfpack once he transferred over to the Wolfpack. Time for me to go back and do another message without. You know what I'm saying? Without oh, the man. gut, boy. Let him know. Bring me back, man. coach. Hey, you know, you know, don't it feel good though? You pushing 50, dog, and you in some of the best shape yeah. of your life. That's, shit. That's yeah. real. Yeah, no question. Mm-hmm. Ain't how you start, it's how you finish, 50. baby. It's how you Y'all finish. I'm almost, I'm, I'm a couple months away from 50, bro. Mm. I can't believe it. I told my mom, you got a 50-year-old. Mm. I told my mom, you got a 50-year-old. Wow. Mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, no, man. Uh, it, it was uh, it was definitely uh, a good time back then. You know, what oh, I'm saying? great times when we was great hey, times. That was when we first was coming up too. We was like, yeah. man, I ain't used to being able to order whatever. Oh no, 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 no. What you call it, Ma? No barriers, no boundaries, hey, I, no yeah. discipline. Be real, oh, what a life! You and, you and Carl was hitting Wendy's on the reg back then. Oh, uh, easy. Yeah. Yeah, I was getting yeah, the spicy right. chicken made like a single. Man, I can't even eat like that no more. Woo-hoo. 
Ooh. Man, with everything on it. Everything on it. Add cheese. Well, Add yeah, cheese. He picked Mall them all up. <laughs> right, all right. We share, he took it on for me at that time. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, uh, hey, real quick, man, shout out to uh, Babyface. <laughs> Woo! I was up late last night. I'm, did you watch? I didn't even want to try it again. I couldn't try it again. I did try it. And let me tell you something. Who's my homie, though? Who was the homie that oh, was? Yeah. <laughs> Not hey. He, he wasn't there for the rematch. They sat him oh, down wow. for the rematch. Hey, my man was in the wow. background like it was the 80s. He, you remember how in I'm the 80s about, everybody had the hype man? I'm talking oh, about yeah, everybody he was ready. had the, he was the ready. hype man. He was hype. He oh, was he was hype. ready. And uh, got destroyed. Uh, but no, <laughs> Babyface came back. Let me tell you something. It just go to show, man. You better have a solid team on your side. Because yeah. let me tell you something. Uh, Teddy, his stuff just couldn't quite, you know what I'm saying? The audio just experience right. just wasn't the same as Babyface. And when you're the wow. underdog in the fight, you got to have everything go well. Everything. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So shout out to Babyface. That was great entertainment last night. And uh, man, let me tell you something. Babyface, he played two occasions. Bruh, it's just, where can you? Damn. Two occasions and whip appeal? I mean, come on, bro. Yeah. That was two of the greatest yeah. songs ever made. Hey, but so. you know what, though, man? Yeah. In all fairness to Teddy Riley, bro. Yeah. Babyface cheated a little bit. Did he? Bro, you can't have a voice like that and then break out mm. a guitar. Mm. <laughs> and oh, then yeah. get to singing. Oh, yeah, baby on, face, Yeah, Babyface did when one of them joints I could tell. Teddy Riley can't sing. Teddy yeah. Riley can't sing. He, yeah. can, he can write. <laughs> oh, and yeah. He can produce, but he can't sing. Yeah. But when, yeah, that when was Babyface, a cheat man, code. broke out the guitar, bro, and he started singing, it was over, dog. It was over. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it was. I'll catch it. They had to record it. So it didn't mess up. The audio didn't mess up this time. No. Yeah, it got froze it, for a minute. It, it got froze for a minute, okay. and then I think at the end they couldn't get it together. But it was it was enough of a battle to go watch for sure. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So yeah. no, it was good. Yeah. Um, but we uh we got more pressing things to talk about. One being, uh, did y'all see the last dance? Yes, did, did we see it? Yeah. Yes, I, I, you know what's crazy though? I didn't see it. I lived it, bro. Oh, ooh. yes, sir. I, bro. I, I, uh, <laughs> Here we go. Uh, uh, I didn't know you was gonna have some. Let me fix the camera. Hey, don't man, hey, don't worry. Can I tell y'all something? The bad boy's coming Ma. next week. You gonna put that right up? Yeah. Oh man, come hey. on. Facts. Here's the crazy part. I had no plans on watching it. I was like, all right, come on late. First of all, nine o'clock. Yep. I'm gonna have to stay up till eleven. I was like, right. it's just a lot. I'm gonna have to catch it another time. About four fifteen in the afternoon on Sunday, Diddy was like. Yo, let's get everything knocked out because you know MJ coming on at nine. Mm. I said, what? Mm. I said, what? She said, MJ coming on the last day. Right. Come on at nine. I said, what you know about the last? I said, you don't even like basketball. Right. She was like, I don't like this basketball. Mm. I like the 80s, 90s mm. basketball. And I was like, okay, okay. So, bro, we was in the bed at 8, 8, 10. I mean, uh, water, everything set, and boom, last... And then I, she was like, when it went off, she's like, that's it? I was like, well, there's 10 of them. They're going to come on every week. And then, boom, the second one came on. And we was up watching the second oh, one, wow. bro. So, I, you know, it's man, it's just good when, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when my girl ain't watching it, it's, you know, it's a little like, you know, she, what you doing yeah, there? Yeah, or, yeah. Can you get me something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when we both watching uh, it, undivided attention. Bro, it was fire, bro. Fire. Fire. What, uh, so let's go with, uh, let's start with the hip hop preacher. What was the main takeaways? So I'm not going to deal with the takeaways. Let me just give you my, my one line that I realized, for those of you who 
you know, for real, you got average, you got good, you got great. And a lot of you, like, you really feel like it's a boring thing. And the one thing I love, I love about this documentary that I don't think the other ones do justice because they start with his greatness. Mm-hmm. This one go all the way back mm-hmm. to his coaches saying in high school, like, he's all right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, he was 5'10". Like, nobody ever told me more why he didn't make the squad. Right, they was right. like, he's all right. He was 5'10". Mm-hmm. He wasn't nothing special. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, he came back the next year when his mom was like, yo, he was about ready to quit. He cried, I cried. It, it, it painted the picture a little bit more. But here's where I was like, I cut this joke off. When Dean Smith and whoever else said it, they said Mike got an off and on switch and he never cut he it never off. Never cut it off. I was like, that's, I, I was looking, I was like, that's, I could cut it off. I was like, yo, that's what people don't realize. Like people will say sometimes this person is, you know, special. This person is, you know what I'm saying? Like they got something ain't nobody else got. And I, and I always was like, yo, I'm telling you, like, it don't make sense. I was homeless for real, for real. High school dropout for real, for real. Like, don't do that. Like, don't try to make, don't try to, don't try to, not because I care, right. but don't try to make me a unicorn because then you're not going to be able to be great. Mm. And I never could understand that greatness, like what to tell folk. But when I saw that, I was like, yo, that's the difference. A lot of us are phenomenal, even great at what we do. The problem is, though, we cut that joker on and off. It's like one week you might be in your genius. The next week you might just be average or you might just don't know. And when I saw that part, I was like, that explains why Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. He never cut it off. And somebody said, it didn't make a difference who they was playing. Mike always played like it was his very last game. Mm-hmm. Every game was, and Mike said it. I didn't know who was going to be in that audience. I wanted them to see who I was every single game. I never wanted nobody to come to a game and I put up eight points and they're like, oh, that's MJ. He was like, I wanted people to see my best every single time. And I could cut it off when then I was just like, that's it right there. Off and on. And Mike just took his own off button and threw that joke away. He just, he got, Mike got some tools and was like, off, get that out of here. Move that out. And just full time on. So yeah, bro, that, that was the one part that just blew my mind out of the whole last dance documentary, bro. Yes. Uh, the other fellas, what y'all think? Hey, I'll go. I'll go first off with. I think they said it was David Stern. I remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, but somebody having the vision to document the whole last season. Oh, Adam hmm. Silver, I hmm. think. Adam Silver. That's yeah. who. It was. Wow, that was Adam Silver. Yeah, back yeah. when he was wow. like the NBA entertainment director or something like that. Bruh. And now like, he's just the think commissioner. That. That's crazy. Just think about that for a second. Like somebody had the vision. Like yo. This team right here, okay, we seen them win five. Like, we ain't document none of them five. Let's right. just document this next year and see what happens. It couldn't, yeah. it might have been a flop. Who knows yeah. with all the stuff that was going on? But that was the first thing that stuck out to me. Like, yo, somebody thought to capture this because it, it could be history. You know what I'm saying? It could yeah. be. It wasn't no yeah. guarantee, but that was number one. Man, then the second thing for me, and this is the obvious. But like, for real, we watch stuff and you watch all the success, but dude, nobody knew the adversity that was going on in there. That's Absolutely. crazy. Like, I'm, I'm, Absolutely. You trace it all the way back. Jordan getting cut from the team. Spit, Pippen was a, they said he was an equipment manager. 
Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just the odds of I'm getting so there I just kept texting E the whole time. Yeah. Like, I'm so hurt. Pippin, Lord have mercy. Bruh. Yeah. And then I was, and I'm not gonna lie, I wanted to slap MJ when MJ was like Scotty was being selfish. I'm selfish. like, yeah. Mike, yeah. I'm like Scotty getting paid in peanuts, bro. 122nd this and year. And you left for two years though. Right. And you left right. for two years. Scotty left for a couple months. Right. Because he was injured. <laughs> he like, right. I could have did that. You were just ghost. Yeah. Hey, but you wouldn't go play baseball. It go, it go to shut. But but Mike said it. Mike was like, by any means necessary, necessary. bro. And you yeah, got it. Yeah. I respect the fact that he didn't apologize for that. He was like, bro, I don't yeah, care about yeah. nobody feelings in here. I don't care how much you get paid. That's your fault. We supposed to win. Yeah. Doggone it. Let's go. And that was one yeah. thing that stuck out to me is just he was un like Mike was basically letting you know, look, all this ain't gonna sound good, but it there was a means to an end. So yeah, yeah go yeah. for it. Mr. Chicago, we should have started with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey man, let me tell y'all something, bro. Look, I lived it, bro. I was here. You had a hoop earring just for, for Jordan. Hey, the ball head, dog. Me and Jordan, we was rocking the ball head at the same time. I'm telling you. Hey, 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 back in high school, bro, you was yeah. ball head with a hoop earring. Yeah. You know what oh, I'm saying? Hey, you turn down the lights a little bit and make you a little bit darker. People are going to yeah. Jordan. Even though you're driving, a, Jordan. you're driving a 93 Chevy Blazer. They're like, they like yeah. Mike. You know. They're like Mike. But no, check it out, man. The, um, the takeaway I got, and it's crazy because this was a takeaway I got from the, from the show, from the movie, but also it was something that I remember being a part of. Like, I felt like when I was watching it, like I was in the movie, you know, because I was there. Mm. But one big thing about Mike, wherever he went, he changed the culture. He yeah. changed the culture of the team. When yeah. you, you heard him when he was a rookie, he might have been uh, yeah. 21 years old, and they was talking yeah. about how they was at the hotel, all the other players, yeah. and he yeah. said there was some things in there they ain't never crack. seen before. Smoke crack. <laughs> he said there was, was, was lines over here, it was yeah. drinks yeah. over here, and it was females Weed. over yeah. here. Over there. And he yeah. was like, no, nah, I ain't about that. You know, and he no would question. he would go home, no question. do his dishes, go to bed early, wake up, and where everybody else hung over and everything else, Mike was still going in. And so here it is, a 21-year-old kid around these grown men, and he still didn't conform yeah. to what mm, was yeah. going on. He yeah. took that champion's mentality everywhere he went. And not only did he change the culture with the Bulls, if you remember in the beginning when his rookie year, remember it was like, it was like probably about 15 people in the stands. But right, then, like they was playing in a high school arena. Oh, man, it was empty in there. I couldn't believe it. Bruh. Empty in that joint. Bro, I remember they used to give you like with a full tank of gas in Chicago. If you got a full tank of gas, they'd give you Bulls tickets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Back when Mike first, like that was the culture beforehand. Wow. But then, like by the time Mike won Rookie of the Year, it was like, bro, you couldn't mm. even buy. They sold out for like the next 20 years. Mm. And so it was like he changed the culture, not only with the Bulls, but he changed the culture in Chicago. Bro, nobody mm. was rocking Bulls jerseys. Everybody was right, on the Cubs, yeah. the Bears. Man, I yeah. was 84, 85 yeah. when the Bears won the Super yeah. Bowl. Socks. Yeah, the White yeah. Sox. But man, yeah. when Mike came, bro, and he had the red, black Jordans, he, you know, mm. he made that that that, that yeah. warm-up suit with the snaps on the side. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. bro, he made it popular again. Cats was wearing those when they didn't even know what basketball was. Oh, and they was coming to school even, in that bro, full joint. Know, bro. But they he was made, coming he to just, school in the full joint. I'm telling you, he just made, he just made, he changed the culture of the city where it was like, even when Mike go to a restaurant, Downtown Chicago. It was like everybody, and we didn't have cell phones back then. I don't even know how everybody was communicating, mm. but everybody be like, "Hey, yo, Mike is downtown," and it was like yeah. almost seeing an alien sighting. You know, if Mike was somewhere, mm. like restaurants would sell out. People would just flock to the restaurant 
just to get a sighting of Mike, man. And so mm-hmm. the whole culture, like, you know, just changed, man. It was, it was, it was, it was really something during that time. It was something, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, no. It, uh, so, man, I was watching, obviously, um, pissed. And I, you know what? It's just crazy, though. I like, I tell Eve maybe understand this better than y'all, but I'm like, dog, I had a terrible sports experience in many ways because I was a Michigan State fan, so I couldn't root for the Fab Five, who changed the right. culture forever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, for real, dog, who didn't want to root for the Fab Five? I had to pretend like I hated them. And then I had to <laughs> pretend like I hated Jordan the whole time because of the bad boys. So I'm like, man, Fab Five and Jordan, I couldn't really fully get into it. Um, but of course, man, watching it for me, man, uh, again, you're going to cry next week when you see how them bad boys put it on him. <laughs> hey, you know what somebody said the other day, though? And I was like, man, I ain't think about it. But they said Isaiah is the only one to beat Jordan, Bird, and Magic in their prime. Yeah. In their prime. First off, he didn't beat them. It's five people on the court, dog, at the same time, bro. Yeah, so and Isaiah, oh, I, I should have said Isaiah was the only one who didn't play with another top 50 player during that time, too. Mm. Oh, my God. I'm just, I, I don't make the rules. Well, hey, Ma, it's Ew, all good because Isaiah from the shot. Yeah, he, so it's all good because he, he, he from the shot. from the shot. He born and raised in the shot. Hey, uh, and plus, the best player to ever come out of the Pistons is Bill Lambeer. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, fam. Hey, Lambeer was a bad boy, though. He had he had his role, too. Um, but no, man, so uh, I was hurt, man. I ain't going to lie. Pippen, that hurt. I'm like, wow. I'm yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. again, you know, there's so much to be said of it. But if you think about where he was at, at the time, he basically said it like, bro, yeah. I was desperate. You know, and it's yeah. dangerous to Big put family, yourself... Yeah, exactly. Big family. Yeah, it's dangerous yeah. to put yourself in a place where you're desperate because you can get taken advantage of, and that's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. I just can't believe at no point did the ownership come back and say, all right, cool, let's try to redo Scotty's contract. And again, Scotty got paid after that, so he good, but still, you... you yeah, but with Portland. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> and again, you know, it's crazy because that's probably what allowed them to win because they could sign more free agents and stuff like that when you got yeah. your second-best yeah. player on a dummy contract. Right. You know, um, but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about, uh, I kind of want to talk about our shirts that we got on, um, but as it relates to, you know, the, the documentary, um, he preached this weekend and he talked about executing. And of course, the shirt says execute, execute, execute in the midst of adversity, execute. And I think that's when we're talking about that mentality, E, and we're talking about what's going on right now with, you know, the, the COVID situation. Um, executing is at an all time high for executors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's at an all time yeah. low. For people who no, didn't for, execute yeah. before yeah. that. My, my, my. And, um, Say that again. Watch, slow. Re, hmm. Reverse, reverse. Flip it and reverse. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> people who execute, like, yeah. Like, uh, crisis reveals character, right? Um, yeah. yeah. And so what happens is in, the, in a crisis, it's easy to point out who's who. You see what yeah. I'm saying? It's easy to yeah. point out, like, okay, who's going to rise to the occasion? Where are the leaders? Where are, you know, you, you, you said it, E. You said we got to stand at attention. And those who yeah. are really about that life, now it's time to go. And I, I was talking to somebody this week, man, and they were like, see, you know, uh, I had so many goals, bruh, my financial goals, yeah. everything was on point yeah. before this happened. Yeah. You know, and I was like, man, okay, what does that mean? And they was like, oh, it's ruined now. And you, I kind of, I'll let you kind of take it, but you addressed it. But again, I love it. The fact that you said in the midst of this to yeah. execute. Yeah. 
And so yeah. kind of walk us through that 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 last sermon. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm going to give you guys, you know, I want to give them some practical, you know, uh, illustrations on, you know, why this is important. First of all, you know, I got a daughter who's graduating, you know, from Michigan State. Now, when you get to where Jada is, she only has so many, I think she probably had four credits this semester. You know what I'm saying? She was just kind of, you know, she, sp- she spaced it out. Like she really had been finished by the end of her third year. You know, and so all she been talking about, y'all, is grad school. You know, she like, man, dad, if I can, you know, hit grad school, I can actually like there is a path you can take to open up your own practice. Right. So she want to get her PhD. But she's like, if I get my master's and I study under like she got this whole little hookup. So all she been talking about, it's like, you know, when you thir- when she turned 13 and she like, you know, I want this dad. And when she turned 18, I want to go to Beyonce concert. You know, it's just like all these things. So now as a grown woman, she like, Dad, you know, grad school. Listen to me very closely. She got to graduate first and you got to pay everything for the. You feel me? And so be, I can't go to my baby girl and go. It's the nightmare thing you did. See, I can't go to my baby girl and be like, yo, you can't go to grad school this semester, right. this year. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I know you got accepted in the grad school, but I'm sorry. We don't got the money for you to go. You feel what I'm saying? Like. The goal we set was in 2019. So I can't let what happened in 2020. And, bro, it's, it's serious. Like, I'm not playing. It's serious, bro. But I can't tell my baby girl, you can't go to college in pursuit. Now, here's the, here's the thing, man, that really hurt me. I ain't even tripping on her going to grad school. I'm tripping on as a man who set a goal that it would crush me if I had to tell her that something else stopped me from being able to do. If I was just lazy, not handling my business, I feel better with that. Right, but right. to say, like with Jordan, to say the Bulls, my man put up 61. He was like, I don't care if we play the Celtics, I'm putting up 61, even if we don't win. I don't care about the Jordan rules with the Pistons. Like, there is no obstacle right, right. that's going to stop me from what I told these people. Right. And I don't know if y'all saw it, but Mike was smiling. He about 21 years old. Yeah. He was like, yeah, um, uh, I just hope to do what the Lakers, you know, what they did with the dynasty, you know, what the Boston Celtics did. I just hope to be able to do that in Chicago. And I'm talking about with all sincerity. Yeah. My man wasn't yeah. playing. Yeah. He was like, yo. And so for me, see, it's like, yo, I, I told my daughter something. I, I Even if I go COVID-19, what I'm teaching her is, you can set goals, but if something comes up, then it's not going to happen. Right, right. And I can't teach her that. I got to teach her that it don't matter what obstacles come. Mm. Is your goal more important than the obstacle or is the obstacle more powerful than your goal? Mm. Which one? So, Ma, I ain't even say this. I don't even know how this happened. So the property Jalen bought, unfortunately, like somebody got hurt. It just was a lot of stuff. Just life, bro. This is his first property. So he might have bought it six months, eight months ago, and it just didn't go the way he thought in terms of, bro, why is that joker finished now in the midst of COVID-19? On, man. That joker <laughs> just got finished in the midst of COVID-19. Mm. They just sent a bill, Ma. Mm. That they sent the bill for the windows, the drywall, for the basement. I calculated that joker. Bro, I'm like, he like, I love it, Ma. He called me and was like, Dad, I was about to get a car because, you know, everything on sale. So I was about to get a car. You want me to wait on the car? I'm going to be real, Ma. Just on some grown man stuff, 
I was like, yeah, you probably want to wait. Now, I was really lying, Ma, because it's like you don't really have to wait. You know what I'm saying? But just on some grown man stuff, I wanted him to, I hit, I hit um, April up like April. Send me the invoice. Send me the invoice. I'm about to send you the cash. <laughs> you feel me? Right. Like, I don't care nothing about COVID-19, bro. This is my son's first opportunity with a property. You feel me? Like, this is, he's going to either be able to look at it and go, all right, another stream of income. This is one of the ways that I could, or he going to go, man, I see what happens. You set these dreams and goals. But so, <laughs> so when he called me, Ma, I was dying laughing like, bro, I don't care about April. When is it due? She like tomorrow. I said, just send me the invoice. Matter of fact, send it to the accountant. So the accountant, the accountant live in Chicago because right, she can right. go ahead <laughs> and get you the money so we can get going here. Cause I, and Jay was like, well, do we flip? What do we do? I said, don't worry about it. Get the property. Let's just get everything straight because you can't do nothing until everything is together. I'm just trying to tell y'all, like, you got dreams, you got COVID, and they both, like, you know what I'm saying? They right. in the rink going up again. Mm. In the left corner, weighing 232 pounds, uh, COVID-19. Uh, one pack. In the other corner, dreams. One pack. One pack. One pack. <laughs> in the left corner, one pack. You know what I'm saying? And then in the left corner, dreams, goals, your aspirations. Dreams and weighing 200. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, what? And it's like, they look, COVID looking at you in the face like Mike Tyson. Like, you don't mm. want these. Mm. I've destroyed many. I've discouraged many. I've shut many down. I've, I've, I've turned many away. Hmm. My many got tired. I warmed down. You don't want this. And my goal is just like, ah, this ain't our first COVID. This ain't our first time with uh, uh, problems. This is yeah. our first time with challenges. And so I'm just saying, see, I'm not making COVID whack. I'm not saying COVID ain't real. But I'm saying at some point, you got to ask yourself, are you trying to execute? Because if you're trying to execute, it does not matter if it's good days, if it's bad days or ugly days, the go these are look, I'm, and I said this, I mean it. These ain't 2020 goals. Hmm. These goals were actually manifested in 2019. Right, right. These were manifested right. in 2019. I thought about this stuff in December, in November, in October. I'm, some one trip, I'm on a plane in April when some of this stuff came to my mind. I cannot let 2020 down. I cannot. What'd you say? So What'd you say it's COVID-19, not COVID-2020? It ain't COVID-2020. <laughs> it ain't COVID-2020, y'all. Explain it. I'm yeah. just saying. It ain't COVID-2020. You acting like you acting like COVID uh, happened uh, yesterday. Uh, it's, <laughs> COVID, COVID happened, happened bro, in I was 2019. Tripping, hey. COVID hit, it was like two days after the COVID, I was like, oh, I can't pay my mortgage. I'm like, dang. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like, fam. I mean, for Like, real. come on. You ain't even making COVID just an excuse. It ain't, that's all they did. They made it an excuse. Some people. Ma, yeah, let's be some, honest. Some you know people, what I mean? Right. You know how, yeah. Ma, we talking about. That ain't everybody. We talking about the shutdown has been a little bit over a month, Ma. We ain't been, this ain't been six years. This ain't been five years or four mm. years. It's been a couple months. But here's the problem. Because of how you lived your life, you, mm. you didn't give your life a lot of wiggle room. Mm. <laughs> you ain't have a lot of wiggle room for air. That's what's really happening mm. with a lot of people. Now, people are getting COVID. They're getting coronavirus. They dying. That's something totally different. But I'm saying there are those of you who are going, COVID-19, COVID-19, COVID-19. Your bank account already had a virus. Your bank account already had a virus. You know what I'm saying? Your marriage already had a virus. Your bank account you know had a virus. I'm wow. talking about your whole bank account. Like, like your wow. computer got a virus. Mm. Your bank account got a virus. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And so, for real, bro, 2020, 
At my wife, my wife still want to eat. They sent me to grocery shop today yeah. when nobody on. Okay, it's 20 things. Uh, get these 10 at least. And if you ain't got enough money, get the nine. Ain't nobody on that. My daughter ain't going. Oh, uh, dad, I'm not going to grad. She never came to me once and was like, hey, dad, about that grad school thing. I know we probably, you know what I'm saying? I know we probably ain't in the position. She's just like, dad, I only got accepted by one school. I'm waiting for another one. And the other one is more expensive than the first one, mom. Mm. I'm like, I hope you don't get accepted. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hope you don't get accepted. What's wrong with the you first know, so, one? You're going to have to go to, you're gonna have to, go to uh, trade right. school, baby What's girl? wrong with the first one? Yeah, so so no excuses, see. And and COVID is not to be joked with, it's not to be played with. It's yeah. serious. Seriously. But no excuses, bro. We gotta get through this and we gotta survive this. So, Why? So, because yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, man, if you don't survive it, yeah, it, you ain't gonna be able to talk about it. Right. Let's survive this thing, y'all. Right, right, well then let's slow down and, and really go into it there. I wanna know from y'all what is personally the hardest thing that you've had to overcome. What was the feeling like during yeah. it? Yeah. And what yeah. practical skills and tools can you give to somebody? Because we joking, and again, I think we being, we being hard on people. You know, I don't mind being hard yeah. on you. We being oh, hard no, on we you are being hard. we love you. Yeah. But yeah. what we're trying to say here, I think is important, and I don't want it to get lost, is that you're, like things are going to happen. Like, I remember, so like, I had, just young, right? Like, uh, I told my dad when I, I got ready to move out of the uh, dorm room, I was like, yo, I'm getting my apartment. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I had saved up, I don't know, let's say I saved up, I was working over the summer at GM, right? And let's say I saved up like five grand, four grand, something like that. And so I told my dad, I'm about to get this apartment, right? And he was like, uh, okay, how much is it? Whatever, I worked it all out. And I was like, let's say the apartment might've came out to like 3,900 and I had 4,000 and I told my pops like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sweet. And he was like, son, I'm trying to tell you, you're not good. Just because it looked like you got it covered, you're not good like that. I was like, Dad, I'm trying to tell you, I got four grand. I just did the math for the whole semester. It's going to be 3,900. He like, all right, cool. Bro, the very first week, I had a tire blowout and I had a crack in my windshield. I got pulled over, had a ticket, had to get the windshield was like 200. The tire was like 65. I was already upside down on my plans. And my dad, I called my dad and he was like, yo, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, son, that you're not accounting for life. And I was like, what, what you mean? He was like, something is going to go wrong. It's life. Like, that's how life works. So when you thought you had just the perfect amount, that's if everything goes perfect. And what I'm trying to tell you is everything is not getting ready to go perfect. It's just not going to happen it. like that. That's it. And so what you have to do again, e, you said it in, in, in the speech. You know, with with uh, the dig track, man. Can we play dig? I'm sorry, Carl. Just if you could find it for me. But they say in San Francisco they build the bridges with sway in them. They don't build them so that if the ground stay perfect, this is a perfect bridge. Absolutely. They automatically build it. And e, you talked about it in, again in the dig speech. I'm gonna have Carl pull up, and maybe we should listen to that first. But I want to talk about the importance of going down and getting that yeah. foundation set yeah. because you know something's going to Like when they built the bridge in San Francisco, they like, doggone it, we already know we on a fault line. Yeah. It, it's going to be an earthquake. So we've already built something, a, a, a provision for that. And what COVID is, is an earthquake, but we That's have right. provisions That's right. set up. 
What do those provisions look like? Making sure you're not living above your means. Making sure that you uh, got a healthy marriage so that when you got to be sitting looking your doggone wife in the eye 24 hours a day, you're not ready to tear each other's heads off. So we're not even just talking about financial provisions now. We're talking about even setting your body up in a way that you could be healthy like we talked about on the podcast before. So uh, you, if you got it queued up, Carl, I don't yeah, know. I got you. Can we, yeah, maybe we show the, I, I know we got the video done now too, right? I don't know if you want to. Yeah, yeah, we got the video. Let's see. If, I'm trying to get I ain't seen it now. yet. Oh, no, get, I, I, I so I'll keep either. talking. I'll keep talking. Yeah, but yeah. but so, so what I want to do is, guys, I just want to talk about, Again, because I think people, man, you know, obviously, hopefully you guys get some entertainment from this podcast. Hopefully, hopefully you learn. But I want to have some transparent moments just in terms of like, you know, even our it could be when you're younger, older, whatever. Just when you felt that turmoil or you felt like that moment where it was like, man, like we may not be able to execute, but I got to. I got to keep right. going those tough right. situations. And I could think right. of a few and I could think of several even since we started the company and, you know, times where it was like, okay, this don't seem to be working, whatever. But I think, E, you, you obviously are the master of, you know, teaching us how to execute in those moments. But I want to hear the track first just to kind of set us in the right mind okay. frame. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Carl, how we looking? I got the audio. Still waiting on the video. You just play yeah, the audio. Let's go with the audio then. Yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah, let's go with the audio. Mm-hmm. All right, wait. Hold on. Yeah, hold let on. The... In the nick of time, I might have it. Hold on. Hold okay. On. Okay. Hey, in the midst I, I... of adversity, Carl. Execute. Hey, in the meantime, in the meantime, y'all, uh, we had a billion requests for the shirt after E Ward uh, the, on the sermon. So go to etinspires.com, get you a shirt, and hashtag it, and uh, show us show us you executing in the midst of adversity. Go get you a Please. shirt. Hey, tell tell me what you executing on. I would love to yeah. hear that. Also, man, I hey, would we love got to hey, make, make sure y'all got our our winner ready too for this week's uh, frontline. Uh, award. Ooh, in the midst of adversity. Let's go, Carl. In the midst. Oh, here we go. Yeah. All right, y'all Let's ready? Let's check it out. Ah, right, world premiere. I promise you I have not seen this yet. minutes. I saw it on 60 Minutes, right? The Millennial Tower, right? I love it. The Millennium Towers are probably the most gorgeous, right? From an outward adorning standpoint, the best uh, uh, building, architectural structure right now in America. It's in San Francisco. They have 400 multi-million dollar units. Listen to what I'm telling you. They have 400 in this beautiful glass structured building that makes you go, oh, this guy said the other day, y'all got to watch the series on 60 Minutes. Uh, this couple, right, they left. They said they lost $3 million. They had to just leave their condo. He said what happened one day, he don't even know what happened, a marble dropped. And when the marble dropped, the marble didn't go. He said, whoa, no marble's supposed to go from there to there on its own and come back here. He started making some phone calls like, what's going on? And what they discovered is that this billion dollar sweet building was built on sand. It's a waste. All that money is spent, it's beautiful. You, you can see the bay for the Bay Area from, it was gorgeous, but structurally it's weak. Structurally it's weak. And what they did, here's the crazy part. What they did was they went 800 feet down, feeling like, yo, we went 800 feet down. That's enough, it is. 
it's enough if you're not building that type of structure. But because that structure is 58 stories high, you can't go 800 feet down because 800 feet down is nothing but sand and gravel. But if they would have gone 2,000 feet down, they would have hit bedrock. Oh, I'm talking to somebody today. You got married on sand. You got married on sand. You got married on she look good. He look good. Sand. Come on, talk to me, y'all. So, so what bedrock is, is when you go sand, and listen to me very closely, contrary to popular belief, your life will be exposed, listen to me, to all the elements. Yep, California is gorgeous. Yep, but they're mudslides. Why? Because they built on the sand. They didn't take them some beautiful houses up there, but they didn't go bedrock. So guess what? When it starts raining and there's an earthquake, that beautiful house come on sliding all the way down. Some beautiful, gorgeous struck, struck, the struck. Bro, have you seen the granite counter? We building out, y'all, we building on granite countertop. Like, that's what we are. That's what we are. If I get my hair did, I can get the right man. If I wear the right outfit, I can get the right. So you on Instagram, I'm talking about you create, you, you, you making your own grave. Every time you show your body, every time it's about your hair, every time it's about your flesh, all you saying. And then some of you, you a little deeper than that. So you done went topsoil on me. Then some of us, yep, you went a little further to the subsoil. You went a little further. You hit the subsoil on me. You did good. What you have to understand, whether you get married, whether you get a, you, you are an entrepreneur, whether you have a job, whether you get a degree, you're going into a career, you will be exposed to the elements. A tornado coming, an earthquake coming, a thunderstorm and lightning is coming. That still moved me. Bruh. That still moved me. Bruh. Yeah, yeah. Let me go here. See, let me go here. Yeah, that moved. First off, that moved man, me, First bruh. off, I gotta yeah, give it up. That moved me. Man, yeah, whoever did that, that moved me, bro. That moved me. Powerful. So watch this, man. Watch this, man. I um, wow, Ma, man. So let me go here, cause you know people have heard the homeless, high school dropout. They heard all of that. So let me take them to a place that I've mentioned, but I hadn't really gone deep on, and that's um. Man, remember I said I was living from her check to her check? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I remember Ma, and Didi was never on that. You know what I'm saying? She was never on, no, trying to make me feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Because she was making good money and I wasn't. You know, um, but I had a couple of decisions to make, you know. And one of the decisions I made, Ma, is that I would never work for money ever again. You know, I'm talking about, I'm talking about bedrock now. I made a decision like... You know what? I worked at the Olive Garden. I was able to pay bills, but I was never able to get nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like I was never able to advance. Uh, I worked at a school, you know, as a, a long term sub, you know, but I had, you know, board members and parents tripping, you know, because I wasn't, you know, certified as a teacher. So regardless of what I was doing, but I realized more, I was like, yo, E, that's your fault. Like, yeah, I get it now. You're not, you're not soil no more. You, you know what I'm saying? You're not at the top. You, you know, you, you, you top soil. Like, you handling your business. You got a job. You're doing a regular boy, but it's like, yo, E, you still playing. Like, you not. And the thing I loved about Michael Jordan, and I ain't comparing myself because I ain't on his level, but the mentality, I remember when I got that mentality. 
And the mentality was I was going to become a student of communication. Like a lot of people look at me and they like, oh, he can speak. And, and sometimes when you listen to me, I'm not going to lie. When you listen to me, you like my man vocabulary is like it's regular. You know what I'm saying? Like I can say what he says, but you don't really understand that I'm a student of this. I'm a student of this. So there, the terminology I use, I use it on purpose. Right. And so I just remember Maul making a commitment like, yep, I'm about to start getting up six o'clock in the morning. I'm about to do my hour of prayer, but I'm hitting the library on everything I love. I lived in the library for about two or three years. I lived in the library. I was in that joker all day, every day, reading book after book after book. I, I, I said to myself, like, yo, E, you at a university where you're going to get a chance to speak. It, it's, not, it's not rocket science. You are at a university where that's like, you know, speaking is one of the things that everybody does. But the question is the longevity. How long will you be able to do it? And to what extent will you be able to do it? You feel me? That's different, Ma. What extent are you going to be able to do it? So I'm telling y'all, I was getting up. I was hitting the library 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm leaving that joke. This is before we had kids. I'm leaving the library at 5, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm checking out. Now, this is going to tell my age, Ma. But I'm, I'm checking. Hey, you couldn't check out with so many books at one time. That's right. You feel me? That's right. Like you only check out so many books at one time. And so I remember checking out my books. You know, I got I got uh, references. I got man, I'm going in. I am literally trying to learn how to enunciate like because I didn't I didn't take the phonetic thing serious. I'm literally breaking down syllables. I'm literally in the corner of the library reading and reading out loud. I'm literally writing stories down from the book. I'm spending 10 cent to copy stuff like I'm going in, bro. I'm like, yo, E, you you not the only you got Mason West. You got Eric Walsh. You got you got black. You got pucky like you got dudes that went to school and took school serious and they speaking. E, when you get up there, you they better remember who you are. And the only way they're going to remember who you are is what you do when ain't nobody watching. And I'm telling you, Ma, they might tell me, hey, e, September 9th, you get to speak. I swear to you, August 9th to September 9th, your boy is going. I'm talking about hours and hours of studying, hours and hours of preparation. And when I get up there, I'm like a surgeon. Like I said, it might sound simple, but I'm like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a sucker? Right. And you, <laughs> hey, you can see people in the room like, whoa, like, where you going with that? Like, I'm, my, my wordplay is sick. And I'm making up in my mind when I come in, I'm not going to say nothing nobody's never heard of before. But I'm going to say it in a way. I'm going I'm to say it in a way where it's going to stick with you. And every time you see a Tootsie Roll commercial from today for the rest of your life, you're going to remember I said, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a sucker? And what I was talking about was the, the inner you, not the person you want everybody to see. Not, not, not the person everybody looking at. Not, not your reputation, but your character. And I remember, I'm talking about going in. I come home, I put it in front of Didi, let Didi rip it to shreds. I call my boy Black, let Black hear it, rip it to shreds. And I knew, Ma, I'm not bragging, but I knew, like I know now. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. The thing I loved about MJ is MJ was so confident in the game because of what he did before the game and what he did after the game. And I'm telling you, I used to get that mic and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, they, I'm not the most likely to succeed. <laughs> they don't think I'm that sweet. They call me Detroit. They thought I was uneducated. But when I grabbed that mic 
You will remember every one of my speeches forever. So here's the deal, Ma. I feel like a lot of people are in the situation they're in. And, li um, and listen to me, please hear what I'm trying to say. There's nothing wrong with paying your bills, but that's low-hanging fruit. If you master, if you become a student of what you do, if you become the best at what you do, when people think, of, man, I'm getting so many calls. I promise you, I got to tell people, no, I just got a call yesterday from one of the owners of an NBA team. I just called an owner, Ma, who's spiritual. He's like, yo, I need you on our church and stuff. I, I need you to come in and talk to the church. Are you hearing what I'm trying to tell you? I still study my craft the same way. I still feel like I might. Don't cut that joke off. Why? Catch the first one first. When you study Michael Jordan, I, this is the part of the movie, man. Ah, this is the part of the movie. I, I don't know if most young people who was watching to get it. James Worthy said, the great James Worthy with the Lakers, bruh, with like five titles. James Worthy said, I was better than that freshman for two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, two weeks. <laughs> he said oh. for two weeks. He said for two weeks. He said that kid ate Crazy. basketball. He slept basketball. He, he, basketball was all in his blood, in his DNA, and we know it wasn't at first. Mike had to work to get that in his bloodline. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Stop making excuses. Just because it's not naturally in you, it don't mean you can't work to get it. And the first thing is Mike was a student of the craft. Mike knew the craft. Mike understood it. A lot of y'all, you are here. I'm, and, and look, I don't take this personal. You are naturally gifted, but you're not skilled. And that's your problem. You are naturally gifted. There are things that you do that come natural. But I swear you lazy. I swear you don't want to study. I swear you don't want to get a certificate. I swear you don't want to get a degree. And you hate being told what to do. Hmm. I'm talking to you. You are naturally gifted. There are things that you can do in your sleep. There are things you can do with your eyes closed, but you but but you're not skilled. You're not willing to say, I got a I got a home. And Mike had a gift after a while, but he continued to hone that gift. He continued. All right, so watch this. You gotta catch the second one when I said earlier. Mike never turned it off and on. You are too emotional about your gift. You're too emotional about it. And so there are times where you feel it and you electrify. And there are times when you don't feel it and you just, and, and you, you average, you normal. Why? Not because you're average, because you're not, but you're average because you cut it off and you got to stop cutting it off. And so I'm cutting it on in a booming economy. I'm cutting it on in COVID-19. Can I say this? It's just, I worked out 20, I think it was 19 days in a row. I picked it back up. Somebody said, E, this month, you 20 for 21. You need to take a break. I said, I'm going to be honest with you. For real, Carl, I'm going to be honest. I want to take a break, yeah. but I'm scared because every time I cut it off, it's harder to cut it back, back on. on. Every yeah. time I cut it off, yeah. it's harder to cut back mm. on. Every day I take off, mm. it's the, the next day I want to take 100%. off. Every time I stop doing it, my body like, yo, we quitting, we chilling, let's take a rest. Mm. But, when I'm, but when I'm running, my body like, yo, we running, let's run. Look, do me a favor, y'all. You got to stop cutting it off and cutting it on because what happened is you cut it off. And now you expecting to turn it on in COVID. Mm. Oh, it's hard to turn. It's hard to turn back on now. Mm. It's hard to turn back on now. And so Mike turned Ooh. it on against Cleveland. He turned it on against the Wizards. He turned it on against the Pistons. He turned it on. 
Against the, the against the Celtics, he turned uh, against, against the Lakers. The, uh, he turned the it Paris on. Paris national team. <laughs> right. He turned it on against the Paris and put it on them. Watch this. You say, "Well, he lost." It's not about winning or losing. Hmm. It's about a commitment to you, and that's the last one I want to say. That's what's wrong with a lot of you. You do not. You got a job because you want somebody else to be more committed to you than you want to be to yourself. Mm. And you got to get to the point where there's no other human that wants your success for you. You got to get to a point where no other human wants it for you more than you want it for you. You got, and I don't care what you say. I don't care how much money the Bulls was making. Nobody wanted to win that championship like Mike wanted to win the championship. Nobody wanted it like Mike wanted it. Well, Scotty wasn't Nobody getting paid, so it. it's kind of understandable. <laughs> Nobody wow. wanted as bad as Mike wanted. Nobody. Hey. Come on. That's all. That's all I got, Maul. That's hey, all I, I got. Hey, execute. Well, gotta, execute. Execute in the midst of adversity. Execute. execute. I leave hey, the nice. podcast for five minutes and y'all let E go on a 30-minute tent. <laughs> oh, e went in, bro. We, we didn't know where you were. This ain't the E T hey, show. Still was gone. Hey, say that for TGIM. Nobody want to hear all that. You was gone. Mike was gone. Hey, I I Scotty had to put his shoestrings on and go. I don't know what happened, but last night my Wi-Fi went out, and they said I called AT and T. They said somebody cut a a, a cable or something, and that it would be on at eight in the morning. So it was on this morning, and then it just randomly went out. So. In the midst of adversity, we still gonna execute. We're so, still, on, some kind of way. Was that the question? I, I, was that the question I asked about when you was in desperate times? Oh, uh, ain't nobody yeah, know yeah. what you asked after oh, okay, that. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Hey, I, I couldn't even finish the dig video. My, it went right off in the dig video. Uh, uh, hey, I make sure go you go and back and watch it. because yeah. I mentioned something that I never mentioned before. See, so go back and watch it. I, I you, I went from a place that you not, you, you not. I never gone before. So make sure you go back and listen to where I started. I didn't start at homeless. So make sure you listen. I didn't start at high school dropout. So make sure you listen. You didn't start at the one pack, did you? Uh, I didn't start at the one pack. Hey. Uh-uh. All right. So who who next? Nah, I was just thinking about, and uh, it's crazy because I was gonna try to get this in before CJ got back, before his Wi-Fi came back. Because <laughs> I, I know you're about to. <laughs> the question, I guess you said the question was, when yeah. in your life did you have yeah. an adversity that you had to overcome? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, man, let me, let me, I said, CJ off, this is my time to talk about it before he come back. Cause he gonna, <laughs> he gonna, he gonna laugh on it. But I would have to say. <laughs> Tearing both ACLs in the police league. <laughs> oh, e. The podcast just went away from being serious, boss. <laughs> oh, no, it's, 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 no, it's very serious, bro. But e, I don't even know if you knew, if you knew this, man. <laughs> oh man, where are we going oh, now? Oh man, so alright, you know I was suffering from PTSD, right? Yeah. Now this yep. is this is some exclusive stuff right now. I don't even think the yeah. world noticed. Yeah. You know, I thought I was playing football, you know, I didn't make it to the league. And so, yeah. you know, I became a cop. And um I was still suffering from PTSD. I used to go to sleep, man, and I would have dreams. That the NFL was calling me, right? Wow. <laughs> and that I was literally a police officer, and they like, hey, Jamal, we need somebody to come fill in. You know, so-and-so, so-and-so got hurt, so we needed you to come. So I was like always working out, right? I was always <laughs> staying in shape, because I was just like, man, one day I'm going to get that call, yeah. right? I was still young. Yeah. You know, I was a cop. I was 22 years old. And um, crazy thing about it, man, you know, Let one day I went to work. The call never came. I, I went, no, 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 hold on. I went to work, B. 
And um, and in roll call, it was these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they was like, come on, Moss. Stay focused. Oh, man. Don't worry about CJ. Stay focused. <laughs> they, they were. They I just see camera off. Can't Ma. you just see Moss ripping off his camera? Off. Hey, AT&T, please cut off his Wi-Fi. Please cut CJ Wi-Fi. Off. Please, please cut it off. So e, uh. I was in roll call, and it was these 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 guys came in, and they were like. Uh, my sergeant was like, "Hey guys, before we get to talk about you know everything going on in the streets, he's like, we got a special announcement." And they came in and they said, "Wait, is this real or part of the dream?" No, no, no. This is the real part. The oh, dream okay. was the NFL. Oh, okay. This okay. is real. We in roll call at CPD, and these these guys came in and the sergeant was like, "Hey guys," told everybody in roll call like, "Hey, we got somebody about to come in and talk to you guys real quick. You know, hey, give them your attention uh, for all you guys that's interested." And the guys came up. Now, remember, I've been having dreams of playing in the NFL all the time, right? And then all of a sudden, these guys came in, and they were like, anybody in here ever played football before? <laughs> I was like, I was like. Why, yes. I was like, yeah. I was oh, like definitely. I'm, you know, yeah, I played football before. You know, real high level. I was supposed to get drafted, you know? <laughs> and they were like, they were like, well, we just wanted to let you know. That we're starting a police league, <laughs> a police football league, and, and it was like, you know, we would definitely love to have you guys come on out and try out. And mm. I was like, whoa! I'm like, okay, it's not the NFL, but you know, you still get a chance to play ball again. And they said yeah. our home stadium was the uh, Soldier Field where the Bears play. Yeah. Mm. You know, we play against New York Police Department, L.A. Police. We play against every police league across the country. So now here it is. Um, we in like season two. So season number one, I'm I'm all I'm all police league. I'm <laughs> all know, city worker. First oh, team. Check this out. City worker American. <laughs> but see what to see the, the backstory is, which I didn't even tell. See, a couple of the Bears uh coaches and pe- players were actually on our coaching staff. No, you told so me that. Like, <laughs> so I was like, man, so I was like, man, this is like, you know, like almost like an audition. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> this is like my chance. So, hey, Maul yeah. said, so it's kind of like we own the Bears, but we not. <laughs> right, right. But this is my one. Maybe one of the players is right, like, hey, one shot. this yeah, guy yeah. right here, Jamal, this officer, he, man, he really balling. So I was like, let me yeah. give it my all, right? And I was already always working out. I was training hard just because I never stopped, right? I remember I never stopped working out from college. I just always kept going because I just always felt another opportunity would present itself in my life. Maybe not just football, but something else. And so here it is, man. I'm I'm leading the league in sacks. You know, I got about 30 sacks. <laughs> Maul had 30 sacks the first game. <laughs> you know, I'm, hey, I'm leading the league. But why Maul tell me they was taking smoke breaks during the game? <laughs> oh, at halftime, man. At, at halftime, I'm the only one really taking it serious, right? I'm like Jordan. I'm like Jordan, right? Hey, the bro, they looking team. at Maul like, bro, we just didn't want to go to work today. Why are you listen, out here listen, saying so serious? Listen to you. I got you. I got the soundtrack. Oh, for go you. for it. Come on. Keep going, Maul. <laughs> so, so, E, so at halftime, I'm like, the coach talking to us, and I'm like, where everybody at? Half of the team outside smoking cigarettes <laughs> and like drinking beers, right? And so, now here it is. I'm still taking everything serious, right? I'm like going in. So, we in Arizona. And we're playing against wow. um, the Arizona Fire Department, right? And these wow. guys, they, they had like six guys on their team that played in the NFL, ex-NFL players. And 
As we're out there, man, it was about 98 degrees, right? Now, keep in mind, I've been working out. I'm just, you know, still in that, in that, in that football mode. Bruh, this next play, I'll never forget it. I got a sack, right? And I had like two guys follow me. And I went back to the sideline and told the coaches, I was like, man, something wrong with my right knee. I was like, it just don't feel right. You know, something just feel like something popped in my knee. And so the team doctor checked me out, stuff like that. And he's like, okay, well, um, why don't you just go ahead and chill? I was like, no, I got to get back in there because my teammates need me, right? I was the best player on the team. And I was like, my teammates need me. And I knew, even though we might have been losing by three touchdowns, I knew that if I didn't go back out there, everybody else would just be sick. Yeah. yeah. And so I go back out there, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, as long as I go forward, I'll be fine. Yeah. I go back out there, man. And the very next as play. As I'm out, this is the very next play. As I'm out there, I go back out there, bro, and I'm going for the quarterback again. And I get to the quarterback again. I have two offensive linemen fall on me, and I feel my other knee pop. <laughs> I feel my other knee pop. And then, so now while I'm at the bro, I'm like, I can't even make this up. So now I'm at the bottom of the, of the pile. They come, you know, they bring the uh, paramedics out there or whatever. And literally, bro, oh, I end up having two torn, two torn ACLs, e. I don't even know if you wow. knew this. I tore both of my ACLs at the two, same time. In two plays, bro. In the same, at the same, the same time. game. Now, check this out. Now, this is the part, though. This is the part. But see, I had that kind of, remember Jordan, where he had that broke Right, foot. that mentality. Where is that mentality? The uh, and the reason why. Yeah. So, tell this is like the same time when Jordan right said he only had 14 minutes, but he had to maximize. This is like the right. same. And, and the thing is, and this is the thing about, and it's the mentality that I had always, yeah. where yeah. I never wanted to quit. I, it's my knee, bruh. The normal average person would have went and went to the salad. I said, my knee hurts. Oh, uh, yes. I'm done. Yes. But That's my whole mentality. Guilty. <laughs> my whole mentality is that. my ACL, never just, even looked at the field again. Bruh, I just, I've always been this way where I just don't never quit. I never give yeah. up because quitting yeah. can become a habit in your life. Mm. But see, even still yeah. with this, during that time period, I'm back home in Chicago and I knew my wife was going to really come down on me. Cause I was in the no middle. Of, I was in the middle of renovating six properties. Mm. I was in the middle of. Uh, we just opening up our first daycare center, and we just had our daughter. So my daughter wasn't even a month old yet. Wow. Renovating six properties, and wow. we was in the middle you of opening got up two our, ACL. Oh, uh, and here I come back. I, I leave there in full shape, you know, hundred <laughs> percent, and I come back in a wheelchair, bro. They gave me off the plane. I come back in a wheelchair, and I think that was just but the mentality, though. Let me show you how I came through it. So. Even while we were still renovating these properties and things like that, I had to go to rehab for my legs and things like that. But the doctor had told me, I'll never forget it. The doctor had mentioned to me like, you know, if you was an average person, meaning that if you did not work out in the way that you was working out beforehand, he was saying like, this could have possibly took you out. Wow. Now, the doctors told me at first initially that I needed surgery on both of my ACLs. But because he said I was in such great shape, my right leg, the one I injured first, I never even had to have surgery on. He said, because wow. of just how your, your body got muscle memory. Yeah, yeah, my the body, muscles. Yeah, my yeah. knees automatically went back into place, man. So, wow. you know, that was, mm. I would say that was one of the times in my life, bro, where I was just like, man, like, what am I going to do? Wow. This is the, I, bro, bro, I don't know if you ever had it where you lost your knees. But for the police league, I couldn't imagine league. And that was the what thing you would really, have done in the league. That was the thing bro, that got in the NFL, me, you'd have been the next Lawrence Taylor with that mentality. Bro, I did Shoot. this in the police league. Bro. So, the, but, but bro. that mentality, but see, the thing is, it's the mentality with it. 
If I do that, mm-hmm. if I'll do that in the police league, imagine what I do in my life with my family. Well, I see what you've done with your life and your family. Right. That's hey. just that mentality, but that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. You can't turn yeah. it on and turn it off. That's yeah. what I was telling CJ before. He was like, why yeah. would you do that? And mm-hmm. I was just like, bro, yeah. you can't turn it on and off. No, it's I can't. Yeah. Just... Say, I can't. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Click. Turn it right off. No, hey, send Carl the picture of uh, Maul was uh, first ballot Hall of Fame. Send him the pick and let him put it up. No, you think I'm playing? It, no, Maul made the Hall of Fame of the police league. They of the police league. Bro, let me tell you something. The only reason I'm, first of all, I'm only laughing because Maul is a hugely successful multimillionaire and right. we don't need football no more. But, let me tell you something. Maul, it was so crazy how the story came together for me because Maul was like, yeah, I had tore my ACL before. But I never knew he tore it in the police league. <laughs> and right. I never knew he tore both of them in the both police league. And I never, knew, I never knew he tore it one play after the next. Right. I'm like, bro. So then they, they, they had the Willie Mott. Remember OJ uh, in Naked Gun? Yeah. <laughs> he just was in a body yeah. cast. Yeah. <laughs> That's how Paul left me. Oh. Oh, I was dead. Uh, so, uh, Here you go, Carl. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just shoot it to me. So, I don't, Hey, hey, hey. Hey, your boy look kind of... Hey, I'm telling you. No, Ma, hey, Ma, I thought he was lying, bro. Maul got news clippings. They interviewed him. Bro, can we... Oh, we had to put that up. We got to put the news. Yeah, we put yeah. that up. We'll put it. We'll drop yeah, that in here. At, at the end. Yeah, yeah we'll, dro- drop no, we'll drop it in right now yeah. and then come back. But it is. But uh, when you look at the interview and you just look at everything. Oh, I'm all serious, bro. E, I don't Boom. care. Oh. I don't care. If- <laughs> Boom. Look at them stands was packed. <laughs> was that 99? Hey, bro. That was, that was pre-game, man. Well, what <laughs> number was that? 99? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, my number was 99, but it was from 2006. Yeah, 99. You know, I was trying to see the number, 99. Oh, yeah. Y'all had helmets the whole the nine. Oh, that was serious. The enforcer. Oh, I said, look, look at the stands. Oh, yeah. It was packed. But you see that right there. It say, Ball said that was pregame. Uh-uh. Hey. They weren't allowed to come in yet. <laughs> so why he sweating? Hey, first off, that's Soldier Field right there. That's Soldier mm, Field. Yeah. Soldier Field can that's hold about 70,000 people. So, you know, we wasn't 70,000 strong, but... You know, that we definitely like had more. Hey, we definitely had more people than the Spartans had back in the early nineties. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you want to take this? Oh. Hey. We need another one. Hey, Ma, put this cap hey, on. Ma, I won't even go there. I won't even go there because even when Michigan State fans is funny, even when they was winning and they lost the game. Them kids would just walk oh, out the stadium. Yep. It's unbelievable. Ooh, oh, the students bro. don't count. They drunk. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the numbers in which they would just leave the stadium. It was just like on the news. It was so bad. Carl, how long yeah. we been on the podcast? Uh, we an hour, uh, hour and ten. Hour and ten. Around there, yeah. Y'all want to keep going, or y'all want y'all got stuff to do? I thought you had an t- eleven o'clock meeting. Uh, I got Nikki on it, so I can keep going if we need to. Yeah. Well, let's do Q and A. Um, I don't have no questions. Uh, no, I was no. We're not finished. <laughs> Carl ain't told us his. Carl Uh-oh. ain't right. Yeah, yeah we got. If, if we're gonna keep going, Carl, come on, talk about so, your adversity. Oh, so why he asks us if we're gonna keep? Going. Not, not nearly. Oh, I just, as no, I just didn't know if you had something to do. I know the hip hop preacher. You probably got NBA Zoom calls to get on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the rest of us civilians can move our stuff. Right. <laughs> hey, not nearly as dramatic as E or 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 malls, but. I'm, I'm gonna go with impact. I'm just saying the most dramatic was my grandmother's passing last year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, you know, that's what it is. Death is something what it is. But I'm just saying, in terms of impact on my life, like, and this is crazy, it's getting the letter from the federal government saying that I need to leave this country. Wow. Yeah. So, and I'll give the history of it. So, literally, 1991, I can remember, this is, I'm going into high school, 1991, and my uncle, who at that time had just migrated up here, he started paperwork for my entire family, 1991, all right? He started paperwork for our entire family. So I remember going to school in 1991, telling my friends, like, peace out, y'all. This is the last year I'm about to be around. Like, paperwork is in. We're about to move to the United <laughs> States of America. We come into America. All right. <laughs> Welcome to America. I am very 19, happy to be here. I'm very happy 1991, to be here. <laughs> all right? And, if, you know, it's, it's, it's a process. It's a long process. So anyway, we fast forward, and you have to have a visa to come into this country. Most countries now. So I get a student visa. That's how, so fast forward. So this is like go to college, after college, um, I get my student visa. I can come up, I can go to school, but that's only for a certain time frame. So I'm at school. I finish my degree in biology and they give you what's called OPT. It's an op- optional practical training, they call it. So it's like a year to work in the industry. So you just finish your degree. Now just put it to work and then you pretty much got to go back after that. We just want to make sure you're trained. You're confident, um, you you competent, and you can go back. So this is 2002, three somewhere around there. 2004, sorry, is when I graduated with my degree in biology. So I got that one year to work, which is when I moved officially. This was in Benton Harbor. I was in Benton Harbor at the time, which is like two hours from Michigan State. So my brother was at State, so I would come up and forth, back and forth all the time, every weekend. But 2000. Five, I worked um, as a substitute teacher. <clears throat> then 2006 is now the time frame, like, you got to do something. Otherwise, this thing is over. So that's, I ended up going back to Davenport. I'm like, oh, I got to get back into school so I can at least keep the student visa thing going. I can extend my student visa. So boom, got into Davenport. And Davenport was, y'all going to laugh at me. I am one class away from completing a computer science degree, undergrad. One class. Literally one class. Still. But... Still, still, no, no interest. See, like that one, something I was trying to do, it was just, again, like I got to fill this time. Like I got to be in school to be here. So let me just go back to school, get a degree. And this is all the time the advantage stuff is starting and going on. Like I'm starting to kick it with C&E now. But again, I just got to do what I got to do. So anyway, I get this done. And then I get back into school at Michigan State. Got to stay in school. So people are like, Carl, you're a genius. You got a bunch of degrees. Yes, I'm going to receive that from you. But I also had some, you know, ulterior motives. Like I had to stay in, the, in school to be in the country. So after graduation at Michigan State, like I, I had, actually, it was, sorry, it was between Michigan State and Davenport. Before I got to Michigan State is when it, it all kind of came down. So I had extended as far as I could get at, at Davenport. I had extended right. the visa as far as I could go. And now I'm trying to see if I can reapply. And the process is you have to leave the country to reapply. And now I'm like, I ain't crazy. I ain't about to leave. Like, now that's on some stupid. If I leave, I know the chances of me getting back is this slim. So I'm like, I'm going to stay, bro. I, I, I don't remember how long the time frame, but it's a couple months later. I get a letter from the federal government saying you have up until whatever date. I don't even remember the date, but it's like a month and a half or something like that. Like 90 days. Mm-hmm. Something. Um. And you got to be out of the country. Now, you got to understand, like, now my whole family's migrated here. Tamisha's up here starting school. She's at Central Michigan. So, like, my whole life is here. Right. And everything is telling me, like, yeah, everything that you know, everything that you love is here, and you have to leave it. 
with no real chance of coming back. Because again, the paperwork that my uncle filed in 1991 still has not come through. It came through for my dad in two, 10 years later, in 2001, it came through for my dad, but his kids is now another layer. So it's not just like, boom. And again, the system has changed some, so it's not the same, but we're literally facing that like, yeah, you got to leave the country. And I remember just sitting down like, this is when I tell you out of my control, there's nothing I can do. Like everything I've built is here and I'm still going to class. I'm still going up to the advantage. I'm still doing everything that I know how to yeah. do. Like I'm being real. I'm just doing everything. I don't know what else to do. Like I can't, I can't do nothing else. So one conversation. So I remember going up to, um, man, his name is slipping me, but he was the head of the international student department at Michigan State at the time. Um, ah, I can't think of his name. I can see his face. Anyway, I, I said a meeting with him. I was like, look, just be real with me. How, like, what are my options? Right. Like, I don't even want to make this deep. What are my options? And he was like, dude, the one thing I recommend you do is call an immigration lawyer and have a conversation with them. Because I can give you theory, but I don't know it like that. Listen to what I'm telling y'all. I'm a student from Barbados. My brother and I are playing. I was making $36 a week. Ma, you always say your numbers from the police force. I was making mm-hmm. $36 a week playing at a Baptist church. A week. And a, a week. <laughs> $36. How did come up with $36 out of curiosity? Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. It was 35. It was 35. See, because I'll tell you why. I lost a dollar every week because I was taking a bus from Benton Harbor up to East, East Lansing and it was $18 both ways. So I was losing a dollar every week to come play at the Baptist but church. He said you had another incentive for that 35. <laughs> <laughs> he said you wasn't just coming up for church. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, well, there was some stuff going on. But, but no, I would literally come up and get my brother's car, go get Tamisha from Central and come back down here. We'll spend the weekend with my brother down here. That's kind of how we roll. But he told me, get with an immigration attorney. Listen to what I'm telling y'all. It was $250 an hour to talk to the immigration attorney. Wow. Man. $250 an hour. Wow. So let me tell y'all. He was working with us at that time. (laughs) I was on staff at that time, see? Mm. I was on staff. See, he was on staff. Bruh, 250 should have been easy to come up with. Let me tell y'all, I don't know. Look, it was every dollar I had, y'all. I'm talking about not eating. Wow. Not, it was every wow. dollar I had. Come on, come and on. Maul, teach. you teach. can understand, Maul, that when wow. I, I know I got, I only got 59 minutes because I ain't even going to dare wow. cross into another uh, hour. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only right. got 59 minutes. So I have every question written out. I'm doing the laws, researching them myself. I got everything documented. And I call. And let me tell you something. That... 250 more, wow. 100% right now. Listen to what I'm saying. All the real estate investment, everything is not worth as much as that $250. Because without that wow. 250, I couldn't be sitting here wow. right now. Wow. I could not be sitting here right now. Wow. He broke down to me exactly what I needed to do. He said, your best option is to get a H-1B visa at the time. Basically, it's a work visa. Mm. So he's like, what that means is... You can come back in the country now and do like it's it's like a level up from a student visa. You could work as a student. I'm not an international student. I'm not allowed to work anywhere off Michigan State's campus. I can't work. I can't just go do a, you know another gig somewhere. Right. So the reality is, dude was like, yo, get the H-1B visa. You can work and you're free to go to school at that time. So he was like, I don't know who you know, but this is the time to start calling in all the favors you know. Let me tell y'all something. I just got to say, God is just amazing. Because I was connected to the head of the undergraduate university at the time. Like, she was one of our church members, Dr. Kerr. And I had a conversation with her and Michelle E. Um, man, and they literally were like, all right, so we actually have an opening. Now, here's the rules. 
we have to advertise it across the university first. Like, again, you're not a United States citizen, so the rules are we got to make sure our citizens are covered. Funny enough, I saw a message this week about that same circumstance about to happen again. Like, we're trying to shut borders now to make sure all this unemployment get filled again. We got to take care of citizens first. Get it. So they had to advertise this post for two weeks first, right? And just to make sure there was nobody else that could apply. And the beauty of it is, man, praise God. Listen to what I'm telling y'all. The post was a tutor I had just got off of um, doing substitute teaching. Mm -hmm. A tutor in the sciences. I got a master's degree in biology. And it was some other thing that had that had um, computer science background. So it's like the, the position was literally tailor-made. Who else got a computer science background? I'm, I'm one class away from finishing the degree. I'm a master's degree in biology and teaching experience. And in my, in, in my graduate degree, I taught as well. Like that's how I, I paid for school. I was actually a, a, a TA. I, so I taught a science class. So the position fit me perfectly. So nobody applied in the two weeks. Boom, they offered me position, the position. I had to literally still leave the country. So again, nerve-wracking because I still got to leave. Watch this. It still has to be approved by the United States Embassy. Like, it's not just like they offer you a job and you're good. So I got to go back home to Barbados, go back to the embassy and come back, you know, and literally go through and apply still. Mind you, to apply in Barbados is another $300. Like, it's, it's everything I got. Everybody everything I got. And I ain't getting a dime. It's everything Everybody get paid. And literally, like, that was the process, man. I remember that day, like, when the thing got approved. And when it got approved, I was happy. But when I got approved, they keep your passport. So I'm still un- uneasy. Like, they got my passport. Right, I still can't right. come back to the country. Bro, the day is like two days later, they mailed my passport back. Watch this. I had booked a two-way flight, y'all. I left the country not knowing if I could get back in, but I had booked a two-way flight. So everything had to happen on time, Maul, because if the passport came back a week late, bruh, the flight was all the money I had, like everything. So that sucker came back, like I want to say maybe the Thursday, my flight was the Monday. So when I got that passport in my hand, bruh, all I could sit and say is like, man, praise God. Like I couldn't, bruh, all I knew how to do was just do the stuff you know, keep going, follow the process, and and it will pass. It has to each pass. Step, each Just step. Each step. You don't know step. which one's next, but you keep taking the steps. Each step. And then you made the investment because you could have been, had a poverty mindset and right. go, I don't have 250. <laughs> Best I 250, feel so much bro. better, Carl, about not being able to pay him, see? Right. I feel so much better. Right. I want to have this story. <laughs> hey, Ma, Ma, I knew that he couldn't get paid because he was international. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why I didn't pay him, That's why. Right. There's your excuse. Sure. That's why, Ma. Right. I didn't want to go to jail, Ma. Hey, me and Scotty Pippen, Ma, we had to sit down and just wait our turn. Scotty. Right, right. Hey, Scotty. Your turn going to come, Carl. No. Nah. already came. Yeah, yes, no, sir. man. That's, uh, that, that, I remember that, and it was, you know, crazy at the time. Uh, but again, uh, just executing in the midst of it, man. We don't have time probably for mine, so you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna just. Are uh, you just you know gonna what get saying? off? That's I don't know if I got. Work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, <laughs> we gotta uh, announce that winner. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so again, you know, for me, man, um, it, I mean, you could point to several times, but I think I'll rather talk about one since you know we all been not more, but you know myself, Carl, and E. Um, Man, I, I just remember like scared to be a failure um, and scared to have people say, I told you so. We took a risk, man. When we quit and and left Michigan State and decided to, you know what I'm saying, do what we did, uh, a lot of people weren't happy with that decision. A lot of people thought the decision was kind of crazy. 
And just, at, you know, if I could speak to a low point, uh, I think I probably said it before, but I remember my wife was working for GE and we were on the road traveling and we would go to like uh, her company parties and stuff like that. And they would be like, you know, like, what does your husband do? You know, like, and she would be like, oh, you know, he's an entrepreneur or whatever. And they would be like, OK, like, but what does he do? And then like I would be there and they would be asking me and I'd be like, well, it's this dude named Eric Thomas. It, like it. How do you explain to somebody, Carl, what we were doing before E blew up? Like how like how would you say like we oh yeah like even back then you talking about like two thousand nine like oh we're making YouTube videos and, and YouTube won't pop in like YouTube, that. The only thing you could monetize on YouTube at that point. Yep. So nope. it wasn't even nope. like you could fake it. Like so I just remember feeling like man this gotta work out. You know what I'm saying? Like this literally has to work out. And listen, man, um, it was tough. The money wasn't there. I felt embarrassed. I felt all of those things like, you know, shame, guilt, like, man, all of those things. I'm like, dog, this is not what I planned on, you know, this looking like, you know, I thought we would be getting paid by now. I thought we'd be making money the whole night. It didn't happen like that. But I just stayed focused on the vision. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the, the most important thing. And then I remember it's so crazy. Not only did E end up speaking for GE, <laughs> right? Talk about things going full circle. My wife is still friends with a lot of the people who she worked with at GE and she retired over a year ago and they all know why she retired. And so think mm. about just the dichotomy between the two. The same yeah. people who was like, what is my what does my man? These same people. She been she came up through the program with all of the same people. So the same people she came in with who was looking at me like what in the world is the same when she told them, yeah, this is it for me. They looking like, can't none of them quit their job. So she looking at them like, oh, yeah, no, my husband, you know, he got it. You know what I'm saying? And they were like, whoa, you, what you mean you're retiring? And she like, oh, that's it. And they looking like, whoa. So you just talk about a full circle moment. And I'm not the I told you so guy, but I did want to call a but couple of them. But I told you so. <laughs> but I told you so. But I told you so. <laughs> but I told you so. So, um, so yeah, no, nah, man, that was, uh, I mean, again, I, you know, nothing long, but just I remember those moments of like, man, this this don't look like, you know, get waking up every morning like this don't look like how I thought it was going to look. And, um, you know, just feeling that anxiety and that pressure of like, okay, man, you're going to look like a real dummy if you spend three, four, five years of your life trying to make this shake and then you just got to go get a regular job. Like, you're going to look like a dummy. And um, but, you know, that same that same uh, feeling is what got me up and got me motivated to work. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, go ahead. E, I see you got some something to say. Go for it. No, no, no. I, I just wanted to I just want to say, can you talk to them about because it's COVID-19. You said it don't look like what you thought it looked like. You use the word anxiety. Yeah. Can you show them, though, how you turn that anxiety into a positive and not let that anxiety you know, stress you out. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think, again, energy is energy, right? So so energy to me, um, like like I always tell, like when I'm training my speakers, I always tell them, they're like, man, I got, I'm nervous. I'm like, good, use that. Like energy can be you, like any type of energy can be used. And so it's like, I tell y'all all the time, like, matter of fact, I'll run faster running from a pit bull then I will run into $10,000. Does that make sense? Oh, facts. No, it's, it's facts. like, dog, like, Seriously. perfect. Like, you know how they talk about 
um, moms, like their kids trapped under cars. And it's like a mom, she five foot two, you know, a hundred and nothing. And like her baby under a car and she lift the car. And that's kind of the same rationale I was using when it, when we, our backs was against the wall. It was like, yo, this has got to work. Let me tell you something. Like when I'm like, dog, this has to work. I don't think y'all understand. Like there was no other options. And so when you get your back against the wall like that, you work through adversity, you execute on a level that you could never execute. And I'm going to just be, I'm going to have a transparent moment and I'm going to get the insurance bucket. Um, uh, Candace's brother, Kel, we had this talk yesterday. And what I was telling him, because uh, him and his fiance, they came to stay with us for a little while while they transitioned. And, you know, she coming into law school the whole nine. And he kind of been trying to get his weight up, you know what I'm saying, the whole nine. And I told him, like, yo, y'all can stay here while you're making the transition. Whoop-de-whoop. Figure stuff out. Let's go. You know, he's still young, in his 20s. And so I had a conversation with him yesterday, and I said, okay, I'm, I'm loving what you're doing. I see the growth. I see, you know, whatever. I said, but here's what I'm scared of. I said, okay, it's a, I didn't gave you this one-bedroom shack. No, I told him, I said, look, <laughs> this is, I said, this is not reality right now that you're living in. Let me just say that to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not real. What you, you living in this house, you got uh, 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 the movie theater in the basement. You got the pool in the backyard. You got lights cut on whenever you hit the light. Food in the refrigerator whenever you want it. I said, this is Disneyland right now. And so what I was trying to tell him, E, and we had a frank conversation, and I said, here goes my struggle. I'm not going to put you out on the street. But at the same time, I don't know how to give you that level of hunger while you're here. I don't know how to recreate that feeling that I felt of knowing this was either has to work or like I literally felt like I would die if this didn't work. And so I'm trying to explain to him and I was like, you got to help me. We got to work together because I have no clue how I'm going to put that same battery in your back that I had in mine. Why you living here and just walking to the fridge and doing your thing? Now, it don't have nothing to do with me not wanting you to go to the fridge or you me not wanting you to eat. But I'm afraid that I've made it too comfortable. Hmm. So when you look at birds, I believe, Carl, at some point, the mother starts to make the nest uncomfortable on purpose. Uncomfortable. So what happens is if you make it too comfortable too long, it's never going to learn to fly on its own. Hmm. Hmm. You started another podcast, see? I'm saying. So go with me, though. So I'm telling him, how do I... Provide comfort mm. and still make you fly without on your own. You. Yeah, without uh-huh. killing you. Comfort without killing you. And I don't, you. And, I, and, and, and I told him, I said, look, this is just a conversation we got to have because, we, you know, we go over our goals and stuff every week, right? And, and so I know he's working with you, E, and Candace, and they're doing the prayer calls and they're doing all of that. And I'm like, this is great. I love it. How are you going to feed yourself? Mm. And I think, again, in the midst of that, and he's getting, and he's he's doing his thing. I'm proud of him. He's growing. He, he's, you know, we've been working weekly trying to get, you know, get him on that level. And he's doing a great job. The kid, y'all know how talented Kale is. My thing is, again, guys, when you're in the midst of adversity, when you feel that panic and that ache in your chest, like you ever had that feeling of like, probably more that same feeling when you went to your boy house and saw that crib and you was like, man, this is how I should be living. 
E, that same feeling we felt when we saw Tony Robbins and them making all kind of money and we knew we were just as good. Like that anxiety and that feeling, you have to let that push you. You got to let that fuel the fire. You got to let that thing that be that that gets you up early. That makes it so you can't go to sleep. Bro, I still to this to this day. Shout out to Deontay Wilder. I still if I wake up in the middle of the night and have a thought, I still will go to my phone and put it in my phone that very second because I don't want to lose it because I fear getting knocked off our pedestal. To this day, so I still use that anxiety or whatever it is to fuel what we do. And so, again, that was just a transparent moment for me. And I just I, I couldn't share it without having me and Kale conversation out there. But I, and, and we're working through it. But how do you put a battery in somebody back when the fridge is can you eating? Like I was hungry. I don't think y'all understand. Like, bro, we were like hungry. And again, you know, Molly, we talk about it all the time with your girls and, and Carl, your kid. Like, how do you create that environment? Because I got to deal with the same thing with Trey. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you didn't you you growing up with everything just at your disposal. And again, putting that battery in somebody's back is not easy, but I do think you could channel that energy. Well, what it, hey, but what does make it easy? See, what does energize you and get you going? What you mean? <laughs> the transition, see, come on. Oh, my bad. Come on. <laughs> don't, see? Me, don't, come on. Don't, don't steal my transitions. <laughs> Organify. Shout out to Organify. Hey. Uh, hey. The sponsor. What is what is easy to get you going? Uh, <laughs> Energize and get I, you going. Hey, my mind went somewhere else. I ain't gonna tell you where my mind went. I was like, wait a minute. I don't think this is that podcast. Organify, man. Shout out to Organify, our superfood green juice powder uh, that all of us rocking with. Go to Organify.com. O R G A N I F I dot com. Use the promo code Success to get twenty percent off your order. Stay fit, stay strong. You see E, <laughs> you see E looking lean. You see Maul with the muscles. You see Carl over there ain't gaining no weight. You know what I'm saying? None. Carl, Carl staying even, Steve. Carl been the same weight since I met him. Bruh, forever. I'm talking about eat, don't Crazy. eat, vegan, not vegan. It don't matter. Don't matter. Carl body like, look, we staying right here. <laughs> um, so, uh, all right, let's go. Yeah, we got to go. Essential worker. <laughs> Essential worker. Um, I just sent it to you. I, think, got? I think we was on the same page, uh, more, but I'll go with it. Uh, I just felt like I liked the name that he had and Maul liked it too. Uh, his IG handle was the Dad Bod Strong. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The it. Dad Bod Strong. I love it. So um, that's our uh, essential worker of the week, man. Uh, again, man, something, you know, small. We, we got just, a pick? Yeah, we do. Um, find, find him real quick, uh, Carl, uh, the Dad Bod Strong on IG. Uh, he put up a post, um, and maybe we could read it. Uh, I'll read it real quick. Uh, he said, the last month has been crazy. The days have been long and tiring, but there's uh, people depending on those of us that are essential. Not just the patients, but our families uh, continue to depend on us when we finally get home from the craziness. My kids are too young to fully grasp the concept of what's truly happening. They just want to go hang out and play with me as soon as I pick them up from daycare. I jump into action without hesitation, without hesitation, because honestly, the military can have me deployed any minute. So I appreciate every moment. I'm just taking it day by day. I appreciate all the hardworking people supporting us as well, administrators, uh, housekeepers, logistics, etc. Also, thank you to the amazing podcast uh, S2S, and he shouted us out, man. So 
Uh, the dad bod strong, man. I love it. Uh, he's got his kids up there on his page, man. Beautiful, beautiful family, man. Adorable family. Uh, looks like they down there in San Antonio. So uh, the dad bod strong, my man, uh, I think his name is John, just on his pick. There he is, man. Uh, thank you, brother. Thank you for what you do, uh, not only just during these COVID times, but being in the military and looking out. So again, you, you guys already know just our small way on the podcast to giving back. Jamal, uh, Make Real Estate Real, uh, sponsored this thing and just said, hey, we're just going to give back to uh, an essential worker every single week. So uh, not only that, of course, Jamal's course as well. Uh, we'll be sending that to you. So every week, man, just keep hashtagging S2S Podcast Hole 14. And um, we'll just go through every week until we out of this corona, until we can get up out of the house, man. We're just going to keep uh, looking out for somebody uh, every single week. So before before we out of you out, you're going to be <laughs> oh, yeah. out. Uh, Apparently, uh, Georgia, we, by about the time y'all hear this. Georgia about, the Georgia about to be out tomorrow. Oh, wow. I'm going to okay. tell you where I'm going to be, right in the house. <laughs> yeah, for all our hey. listeners, man, I'm y'all a... be safe, man. Yeah. Y'all, y'all yeah. hey. Yeah, you know, they're talking about a second wave might come and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. just you know, you know be, 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 be as, I mean, be as safe as you can be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you know, we don't want to. Hey, uh, I got, I got. I know we gotta go, but I just want to add this real quick. I had a conversation with Moose yesterday. This it's to the same the same theme you had just now. See, I had a conversation with Moose yesterday. Yeah, Moose was telling me he's about to go into you know they do the fasting. Mm-hmm. The thirty day fast, and yep. I asked Moose like, yo, like thirty days, like like explain that to me. Like you about to just literally just like stop eating for, you know, they got a rhythm to, to it. Mm-hmm. Like they just don't eat during the daylight hours or that kind of stuff. Yeah. But Moose said exactly what you said. See, he's like, oh no, I do it for 30 days because, watch this. He said, it is too easy to go in the fridge and grab something to eat. He's mm. like, it is too easy. So there's times where you got to remind, watch this. It's, it's again, it's preparing for the unknown. He's like... Mm. There's a time that I need to have control over my body. I cannot just let life go on like it is because everything external is controlling how I do what I do. And E, I know you resonate with this. There's stuff that you've abstained from and stuff like that throughout, right? So, and see, I just wanted to add that as a practical thing for people because you talked about it with Kale. But I'm saying he's inflicting it, if I could use that word. That ain't easy. Like he's inflicting that pain on himself for this time frame to make sure that if there's ever a time he had to stay away from food or just create the discipline to I had to stay away from this or that or this has been removed from me, that it will not be the first time that his body, his mind has experienced this. So I just I just want people to like I, I don't want us to end without that. Like understand that you got control to prepare for whatever is coming your way. You can't control it, but you can control you, your mind, and how you respond to it. So yeah. I just wanted to add that, man. Yeah. That's huge. No, that's big. No, that's big. That's the and, and again. Um, man, I, I, uh, I just think, man, if, if you, if people would understand that life is going to, this won't be the first challenge. (laughs) It won't be the last. It won't be the first time you're bit like, I'm, I'm, we can be fully transparent. We were supposed to get our small business loan, (laughs) uh, Mm. last week, you know, for ETA. We, this is small business, y'all. Like we, we run a very small business. We got, you know, 10, 12 employees, something like that. And we put in for our, what is it, PPP loan, got all our paperwork, got everything set up, obviously, and what? Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, we go well, something though. They told me where where we were in the queue. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank <laughs> 122nd. Yeah. 122nd. Oh, yeah, they're right. Exactly. One pack. <laughs> uh so. But I'm saying, so, the, like, even even during, like, the podcast, like, we go through things all the time. Like, I, 
Yeah. Don't think that we like once you get you get above the clouds and it's like sunny and roses for like yo we still go through real life stuff we still having meetings about okay how do we make this shake how do we make that shake okay what if we don't get the funding like bro we are dealing with adversity all the time but it's how you go through it that determines how Teflon you get for the next one mm. so the reason he said that we're built for this is because we've already been through so much we've been through the fire so many times and so Carl to your point. Definitely, man. How you how your mind and body respond to that is critical. Mm. So, uh, all right. Well, that's all I got. Uh, it's a wrap. Uh, it's weird rapping. How do y'all get off the phone now with people knowing that you ain't got nowhere to go? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, the kids. I still the got kids. a lot of work to do. Okay. The kids is always I my excuse. I still got a lot of work okay. to do. The kids. Okay. Hey, I, see, I always tell people, hey, I'm about to hit the gym real quick. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. And that's it's, facts. Uh, I stay in the gym for about two, three hours now. But remember back, mm. you could, hey, remember hey, back in the day, you could be like, I got to go somewhere. Like, you ain't got nowhere to go. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing now, Ma. I say, yeah, I got time, but it ain't your time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got time, but it ain't for you. Uh. Yeah, I, I finally got time for myself and my family. So, yeah, yeah let, me get, let me get some of that. Mm. Hey, man, listen. One pack, one go. You know what I'm saying? Let's one go. go. One go. Let's one go. pack, one go. Let's go. All right, man. Uh, yeah, y'all go uh, check out uh, the album. Go to uh, Breathe University. Go get you a shirt, man. Go get the shirt and execute with us in the midst of adversity. Uh, we love y'all, man. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll see you next week. See you next, see week. You next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your